Here are some clips from this week's deep dive episode of the Bestseller Experiment for Patreon subscribers. Hello and welcome to the Bestseller Experiment, a special deep dive edition that we record exclusively for our Patreons and Bestseller Academies. And today's episode focuses on writing non-fiction and memoirs with Jen T. Grace, who is the founder of Publish Your Purpose, a hybrid publishing company that helps first-time authors get their books written and finds them an eager audience. Jen leads authors through every aspect of writing, editing, and publishing so their book aligns with their business objectives. Whether it's a business guide or an emotional memoir, she helps authors articulate their purpose and fulfill their mission. And not only that, she's the author of six books, including her own memoir, House on Fire. Jen, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I am fantastic, and I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's our absolute pleasure. We've got um, lots of good stuff to get through. And I love this idea of fulfilling a mission with your writing. And that can be a key difference between fiction and nonfiction. Uh, you know, with with fiction, we might have themes and ideas that we want to get, get across. But with nonfiction, you often have something very key and important and very specific to tell the world. And it can feel like a mission, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think... When we think about just kind of the writing process, you know, everyone listening to this writing something, right? There's a lot of emotional highs and lows that go into that process. Some days we're feeling amazing and we're on top of the world. Other days we are doubting every single thing that we have written and we want to throw it all away. And so I think when you have some kind of purpose or mission or intended impact for what you want your book to do for you, when you have those moments that you're feeling real low and down, you can pick yourself back up a lot easier because you can see the bigger picture of why you're doing this in the first place. So that's why I think having that kind of mission and purpose at the forefront is so important. And you say at the forefront, you think this is one of the first things you really need to, to pin down, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way that I kind of navigate authors is absolutely kind of starting with that purpose. We we think about it as a purpose statement. So what is the purpose of why you're doing this? And sometimes people struggle with with why they're doing it. And so there's this whole kind of concept of just keep asking yourself why. And if you ask yourself why six times, that's when you're able to get to the real core of why it is. Because a lot of times the first why that comes out might be a little bit generic and vague, but then you ask yourself why again, and just keep getting deeper and deeper. And then you have that purpose, which then it becomes real meaningful and like a deep connection for you. That's... um... That sounds like my kids when they were toddlers. But why? Oh my God, but right? why? But why? Yeah. <laughs> they were clearly, yeah, clearly onto something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so once you've figured out what your purpose is, what are the first steps in writing nonfiction? Can you just pants it like a novel or does it need more preparation? You know, I can't speak from the novel side from a, a from a specific personal example because I've not re- I've not written a fiction book. However, I would imagine that there's there's a lot of similarity and overlap. But with a nonfiction book in particular, what I think the best place to start with is actually mind mapping. And so for folks that are not really familiar with what a mind map is, it's really it can be a very, very informal process where you just grab a piece of paper and write down your central idea in the middle and then just start to brainstorm and think of all of the ideas that kind of kind of jump off from that central one. And so it ends up looking like a big, crazy, 
you know, lines are everywhere, circled squares, like just, it looks completely chaotic and no one else will be able to make any sense of it but you. But if you start with that, what it does is it gives you permission to just throw everything that is on your mind that could potentially be related to what you're writing. And once you actually see it all there, you can start to see patterns and start to see how you can group things together to then start to create what your table of contents would eventually be. Because when we try to write and we don't have any type of direction for what we're doing, like just, you know, we need some kind of outline. And it's not to say that the outline you start with actually does become the table of contents because, you know, through the editing process, a lot of things do change. But if we can start by just seeing kind of the like assessing the the mass amount of chaos that's in our brain and then trying to put it into some kind of linear fashion of what a what an outline looks like that can be that really is kind of the best place because you know some folks they'll start writing but they don't really know what they're writing for or what their like what their end goal is for what they're writing and then it just makes it it takes longer and it becomes a little bit more complicated than it needs to be Mm, that's fascinating the idea of the table of contents is getting that up and in, in some kind of order first is really interesting because I, having worked in publishing, I've seen a lot of nonfiction proposals. And this is something that's very different. When, when you're pitching fiction, generally you've written the whole book. You might send a few sample chapters and a synopsis or what have you. But generally when you're pitching nonfiction, you tend to send in a proposal. And these are quite, um, these can be quite detailed documents, but they generally start with the table of contents, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because I think when a publisher is looking at the marketability or the viability of the author's topic, you know, especially when we think about big, broad categories like self-help or leadership, for example, you know, I could say I'm writing the self-help book on how to eat clean. And you could say the same thing, but until somebody actually sees the table of contents, that's going to be where they can actually see the difference of how I would approach it versus how you would approach it. So I think that the table of contents is really just absolutely critical from a general understanding of what is this author's methodology? What is their, you know, what is their process? Do they have a process? And are there very clear learning objectives that a reader is going to have as a result of having read this? Okay. And let's talk about the, the other essential elements of, um, of, of a nonfiction book proposal. What else would you, would you need to win over an agent or a publisher and convince them that you're the right person to write this book? You can help support the podcast. Subscribe today at bestsellerexperiment.com slash support. That's bestsellerexperiment.com slash support. Thanks again.